guys, more team. They're burying us alive! Eddie Shore? Oh, piss on Eddie Shore. Old-time hockey? Piss on old-time hockey! You're blowing it! And now, between the stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast, here's Arden Caleb. Between the Stammers is back. It's Wednesday, April 3rd. Caleb Kirby's back. Hi, how are you? Better than ever. I got to tell you, I'm a little jealous about how much you gushed over Brené last weekend. I think you got a crush on him or something. Was I really gushing? Oh, you just sounded like, oh, I love your stories and all this. And I was sitting there listening and I'm like, man, am I going to have a job when I come back next week? I was just happy that someone filled in. That's all. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I thought it was just going to be me. And quite frankly... That wouldn't, good. Been, that wouldn't have been that great. You're good. People <laughs> no, like you. No. Uh, on this podcast, the season is winding down for the Canucks. They actually beat the Sharks last night. Yeah, they did. We're uh, podcasting on a Wednesday. It's April 3rd. Uh, we're going to give our player grades for every player on the Canucks for this yeah, entire season. Yeah, we are. Uh, the Canucks made a couple of collegiate signings this past week. Uh, Tanner Pearson's on fire. We also got to see a, more, a lot more of Quinn Hughes. Where do you want to start, Curb? I want to talk about last night's game because that first period was Wolfington's. Yeah, like they good. had no possession at all last night, but somehow they eked out that win and they looked pretty good in the third. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Tanner Pearson, like you said, he's on fire and he's playing well, and I think he's done enough to earn himself a look next season. He's got chemistry with Bowen. I like it. He's got five goals in his last seven games. Pretty good. Two goals in the Canucks four-two victory over the Sharks. Yeah, that was a horrible first period. I don't think the Canucks really deserved to win the game, but they won the third period, right? They had three unanswered goals to win the game. Dude, how about Demko's performance? I mean, like, that's one of the biggest positives you can take away from that. I think he played his best game as a Canuck so far. I mean, very early into his, his career as a Canuck, but, like, he looked solid. He looked, like, NHL, like, better than, like, your average NHL goalie last night. Yeah. And that's, that's really encouraging. He made over 30 saves, and he kept them in the game. Didn't think he looked great on the first goal, but after that, I thought he was, yeah, he was really, really solid. And uh, it's going to be interesting over the offseason. Jacob Markstrom's played awesome, and uh, next year could see a goalie battle, right, in yeah. training camp. Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. pumped on it. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I uh, I love the way Markstrom has, you know, he's made himself the number one goalie on this team. And yeah. he's been one of the best things about the Canucks this year. And now Demko showing some... You know, some some of that uh, gusto that made him an all-star in the AHL and one of the best players in collegiate hockey. So yeah. we've been talking about this guy for a long time, and to see him actually do it at the NHL level is pretty sweet. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, big shout-out to Brené, by the way, last week. Mark Brené for filling in for me. I really appreciate it. I thought it was fantastic. Those Yashin stories had me, like, cackling all <laughs> the whole time I was listening to the pod, and I thought it was a really good pod art. I didn't expect him. Thanks. I didn't expect him to come around on Yashin like so many times. <laughs> I was like, how does this keep going back to Alexa Yashin? But it did. Um, so what now? Should we give out our, our grades? I got well, a report card here, and I wouldn't mind going through it. Okay, let's first, uh, we talked about Tanner Pearson, though. How he is in 17 games with the Canucks. He has seven goals, uh, nine points. Uh, five in his last seven. Uh, here's Travis Green talking about Pearson with the media after the game. He's been a nice addition. Bigger body that, you know, he's strong on the puck. He understands the game. He he understands what it takes to win. I've said it a few times. The guy, you know, he's won Stanley Cups at a young age, and uh, you can really see it in his game. Uh, it's probably a little bit of uh, opportunity and, uh, you know, playing with Bo. I think they've got some chemistry. And uh, he seems to be skating better uh, than we first got him. And So Tanner Pearson has, uh, you know, I think, I think we're happy with what we got from him out of the Gabranson trade. We, I mean, we were happy to just get rid of Gabranson. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. to get a guy to come in and, you know, score goals on the second line is pretty sweet. It's he's a, hard to play against. It's a small sample size, but he's yeah. doing a lot of those things that made him hard to play against when uh, he was on the Kings. And you said that last night when we were watching the game. Like, you you, you absolutely hit the nail on the head. And if, if Tanner Pearson can come to this team and be that player and show a little bit of uh, leadership, because, I mean, he's he's won a cup before. He's gone deep in beyond your regular NHL season. Like, he could be a really nice piece for this team moving forward. Uh, 
the Canucks need top six forwards. If Goldobin's not going to be that guy, then, you know, maybe Levo or maybe Pearson's going to be that guy here going forward next year. See, this is why we should get into the report card, Art, because all these points are in the report card. Okay, Caleb Kirby wants to talk about every single player on the Vancouver Canucks, so we're going to do that right here, right now. I wish I had that music. Mr. Kirby has typed out report cards for each of the Canucks. Holy fuck. Did you do any work And I will go through this with Art Aronson, and uh, we'll, you know, go through it, agree, disagree, make a few points, but I would would just like to go through all these players, give them a letter grade, and, uh, you know, kind of see what's going to happen with them next season. And, you know, we can talk about these guys ad nauseum, or we can just move on if, you know, you and I agree on certain things. So. Okay. Uh, we're going to do this somewhat alphabetically. I'm going to start with Sven Barchi. Okay? Sven, good complimentary top six piece that produces consistently when he's in the lineup. That's his plus. That's the things I like about Sven Barchi. Sven, however, and here's the minus, has only played 25 games this whole season and didn't find the consistency in his game after the hit that he suffered from Thomas Hika when they're playing the Golden Knights. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give Sven Barchi, as far as the letter grade, I'm going to give him an incomplete. An incomplete? An incomplete. Usually that's like failure. What do you think? (laughs) That's a failure, I thought, in high school, and you got an incomplete. So what would you give him? Uh, Incomplete. I'd give him a B. Art's going to give him a B. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I I can't give him a B just because of the the amount of games he's played. Yeah. But the question is, should he be back next season? And I think yes. I think they should give him another chance to come back and play cuz when he is playing, he does a really really good job on this team and he is a top 6 player. According to uh, stats on nhl.com and the canucks.com, he has uh, 14 points in 25 games. I think that's updated, although I told I tell you I was looking at Tanner Pearson's uh, stats on NHL.com this morning, and they weren't updated. The NHL.com network weren't yeah. didn't update they their are, own stats. Those are, it's 14 points in 25 games. Yeah, I actually have that on the report card if you want to give the report card a read there, Art. Well, you handed it to me like 30 <laughs> seconds ago, so. You can follow uh, along. All right, I'm following along. Sure. All right. Uh, I'll have him on the team next year. You want him on the team next year? Yes, I would like him on the team next year. Okay. Who's All the right. next player? Our next player is Jay Beagle. And and to be just to give this context, this conversation context, these report card uh marks are based on expectations that we had of, of this player at the beginning of the season and did they meet these expectations, right? right? So this is this is why I gave a guy like Sven Barchi an incomplete because I don't feel like he played enough for us to really get that much of a handle on on him as a player as a whole this season. His season, I think, was would have probably been a lot better had he been healthy. Okay? Got it. He's got it. Moving forward. All right. Jay Beagle came to the Canucks. This is his plus. He came to the Canucks this season touted as a fourth-line defensive specialist and PK expert. Canucks are 14th overall on the PK this season. So middle of the pack. Not not good, not bad. The minus thing about Beagle is that nothing consistently consistently has stood out about his game and the whole season he's just been like good to okay. Uh, if you want to talk about his offensive output, it's about the same as he's had yeah. in the last like three years with Washington. So that's fine. His game as a whole, I loved him at the start. I thought he started out really strong and then I thought he was just... Meh. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of petered off. He's yeah. been he's been good to okay all season. Yeah, I think. Uh, you can't expect too much from him. So I think he's been fine. Give him a C plus. You're giving him a C plus. Sure, I'm giving him a C. Oh, really? So yeah, a C. Yeah, back okay. next season. Yeah, yeah I, I think he should be back next season. Yeah, well, he's going to be. I'd back like, next season. I'd like so, to yeah. see those those um, penalty killing numbers and um, some of the more defensive assignments just improve just a little bit. So okay. I'm going to give him a C. Okay. Brock Besser. Mm. You ready for this one? Yeah. This one could uh, could spurn some arguments. Mm-hmm. I think Brock's game has rounded out this season. I think overall he's become a better player. 55 points in 66 games, 26 goals, 29 assists. I think his play on the wall is a lot better. And his back checking, picking up assignments, coming back has also improved. So to me, I think Brock has improved in a lot of those areas. He's become a well-rounded player, I think. Yes. More than we've seen, and he's still, this is only his second 
you know, stint in the NHL, yeah. really. Can you can you give me some minuses off the top of your head? Uh, I think that uh, playing his own end at times hasn't been great, like trying to get out of the zone and stuff. I think he takes a few too many chances there, but I think he has kind of been better at that as this season's gone along. Uh, I think he's been squeezing the stick a little bit at times this year, but uh, he's been a consistent offensive producer on this team, as consistent as pretty much any other player on the team. So um, I do you want me to give a grade for him, or do you want to give? Well, grade? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my minuses okay. first. Sure. This is how we're gonna roll through this. Okay. Uh, I think his one timer needs to come back on the power play. I think the biggest knock on a lot of these guys, especially like these top guys, are are gonna be power play performance. Um, so I'd like to see him get more open on the power play. I'd like to see that one timer return because that was something that was giving him all those goals in that first year at a pretty elite scoring level on the power play. Um, finding that open space. I think his skating still needs a little bit of improvement. And just overall, like, this is his first season where he's gone deeper into it, and it's just getting used to that 82-game grind. So I think Brock has had a tremendous year. I think he's improved as a player, even though his numbers may have slumped just a tad. Um, but I'm going to give him a B plus. He's the third scorer on the Canucks. He has 55 points in 66 games. It was. I saw a lot of people chirping his play this year. I'm like... I don't know if we should be chirping a guy who, you know, is this productive and, uh, you know, just his second full season in the league. So yeah. I know he had the off season where he had the backs, you know, the back problems and everything like that. So he wasn't 100% at the start of the season. I think he's hit his stride now. Uh, yeah, I give him a B. I give him a B. You're giving him a B? Yeah. I'm going B plus. Okay, sure. I have no right. problem with that That's either. nice. Right, you know, us two teachers, we're doing okay right now. I think we should hand out grades to everybody. We should grade the building as well. This building? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, C minus, all right. <laughs> yeah. Louis Erickson. All right. I got positives and negatives for Louis Erickson. Is this really? This guy's come up this quickly? Louis Erickson has shown he can be a somewhat effective penalty killer. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good on him. Now, Louis minuses. For $6 million a season, Louis hasn't shown enough. He didn't in 78 games this season. He only has 11 goals, 16 assists for 27 points. He's played on the top line for a few, didn't produce enough, went down to the fourth line, and actually when he was off the fourth line, that's when it started producing. In over three seasons, Louis Erickson has 74 points in 193 games. Not good. Just to give you a comparison, one of the other just albatross contracts that the Canucks have done with a great player, Mark Messier, 162 points in 207 games. Louis has 74 in 193 games. Let's, Both of these contracts, yeah. they're going to be the worst connect contracts of all time. Louis, for me, for my money, gets an F. And I don't think he should be back next season. I think they should do whatever they can in all of their power to get rid of this guy. Mm-hmm. I what, what went wrong with this guy? Like, I don't get it. He just came to Vancouver and decided he wasn't going to play. That's, yeah. Is that basically it? I mean, first point? game he scores on his own net, which probably didn't help. But, yeah. like, yeah, man, I just he, – he had some injuries. He came back from them, and he just never found his, his stride. I have been a Louis Erickson fan over his career. Same here. Yeah. Like, there was a long stretch of time in the NHL where a lot of people were like, this guy is one of the most underrated players yeah. in the league. He plays both sides of the puck. Uh, he produces at almost a point-per-game level. Uh, and here he comes to Vancouver and just does not give a fuck. Yeah, well, like, the numbers don't lie, right? They 74 don't. points in 193 games. This guy is a guy who's been eating top six minutes. And this is the thing that bugs me about a player like him is he's been in there and he's had so many chances to come back and prove something. And he has little spurts, like, here and there, but it's not even remotely good enough. Yeah. And they, they got to cut bait with him. Like, he has to go. He's taking up – he's just taking up a roster spot at this point. He plays half shifts. Yeah. That's my problem with him. He And he's, and he's completely fine with it. Yeah. And he's completely fine with being on the fourth line. Yeah. I, I don't get this guy at all. He just he, – he's – no, he cannot come back next year. Of course he's enough. He's – no, I'm tired of talking Our about Aaron's him, actually. Like dropping the F as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's done. Our next player. Yeah. Adam Gaudet. Okay. All right. Came into the league this year, started playing lim- uh, limited minutes, third line, fourth line, played pretty well, got sent down, came back, got a little bit of a scoring touch. You know, it looked like he like hit another gear. 
Uh, Shodi taking like a bit of another step. He can log hard minutes. He's been playing third and fourth line checking minutes, and I think it's developed his game. I think he's gotten better this season defensively. Um, again, for my knocks for him, I think in his own end, he still needs a little bit of work, picking up certain guys, not watching the play as much. But um, overall, I think Adam Gaudet has had a pretty good rookie campaign, and for where they've put him in, I think he gets a B. I think he's taking a guy like Sutter's job, honestly. And he's going to grow. He's going to get better, and he's going to improve. There were some expectations for this guy. There should be. Should there not be? Yeah. He won the Hobie Baker Award. He's come in. Here he is playing a third-line role. Does he look like a guy who's going to be a, a top six forward? Do you think that's going to happen? Because I feel like there's expectations for that from this guy. At least I, I had those expectations. I think he could be still. Um, but, like, if he's our third-line center, right. that's a damn good thing to have. Mm-hmm. And, like, honestly, I would rather have – a third line that is more offensive than the one that the ones that we've had over the past few years. So if Adam Gaudet can play tough matchups and produce with his line mates, like that to me is a big win. And that to me is going to make the Canucks a really good team in the future. So there is kind of a lot riding on him. We'll see where he goes with it. I think his first season though, for a rookie season to be given the limited amount of minutes that he's had and to be put in the position that he's had, He's been good enough for me to to give a B to easily. Yeah, 12 points in, in uh, sorry, am I saying that right? Uh, yeah, 12 points in 53 games. He's had his moments. He's had some pretty big goals. He had one against the LA Kings. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there was some nice moments there from him. Uh, he's shown enough for me as well to be back on this team and going forward. He's still very young. I like a B. I give him a B too. Sure. Nice. Yeah. All right. Nikolai Goldobin. The most talked about forward on the Canucks outside of Elias Patterson, I would say. Yeah, here are the positives. I think he's gotten better defensively. I really have. Um, I think he gets back in the play. Like, when we first got him, he didn't get back in the play. He does get back in the play now. I think his playmaking is very impressive when he has the time and space to do it. Um, but going to the minuses, the guy's been given top six minutes all season long. And uh, he has seven goals, 20 assists. In 63 games, he's played in tons of power play situations. A lot of his assists are secondary, and he's been on a line with Pedersen. His shots, just at the most inopportune times, they sail over the net. They clatter around the boards. They they exit the zone because he's always trying to go top ched. And um, he's soft around the net. And, like, a, a line with, with uh, Besser and Pedersen, they need a guy who can grind a little more along the wall and in front of the net, get to those greasy areas. And Goldobin just, he hasn't been able to do that. It doesn't shock me that Josh Levo has skipped him on the golf, on the uh, depth chart. Yeah. There's, I don't know, there's a couple of school of camps with this guy. Yeah. Like, there's people, there's, there are still people saying he hasn't gotten the opportunity. Uh, he gets a rougher ride than guys like Brock Besser, than... Uh, guys like Louis Erickson. Even. He does get a rougher ride yeah. than Louis Erickson, but the like with Louis Erickson, the ferry's out of the terminal. Like he's uh, that's a BC reference for all you guys <laughs> out here. Uh, he's far gone, yeah. right? Whereas Goldobin, people still have those expectations of hopefully seeing more from him, and he hasn't met them. Yeah, uh, he definitely shows flashes of offensive skill, which we knew. That's yeah. Uh, is he what? what we think he is at this point. Like, he's not going to fit on in on this team. I'm I'm pretty much there. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I don't. I think if you can't play with Elias Pettersson, you really can't play with anybody. So, letter grade? Uh, I'll give him a C. Yeah? yeah. I'm, I'm giving him a C- because yeah. I think I think the jury's out on him. Okay. Now. Do you think he should be back next year? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, they have... The I think they've made that decision to too. try somebody else in that in that top six. And I feel like they've made that decision, although they like having depth players like yeah. him. They do. That's what Jim Benning likes to have. But I mean, depth. like that, that he doesn't care about depth on the back end. He cares about depth up front. But like that, that depth up front, they have that depth up front without having to keep a guy like Goldie, who is only going to play in the top six. Yeah, like that's just how it is. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, moving on. Yeah. Marcus Granlin, your boy. <laughs> well. Um, you've all you've said on this I, podcast that <laughs> multiple times that you love Granny. So I do like Granny. I like Granny a lot. And and my positives for Granny is he he grinds it right. Like every night in, you can never fault Marcus Granlin's effort. Uh, night in, night out. Okay. I think his penalty kill, killing ability is good. 
But for his minuses, I don't think there's anybody on the team who shoots the puck more directly at a goalie's chest. Yeah, he doesn't Marcus have Graham. a lot of offensive skill. Yeah. I think we know that. We've seen that. Yeah, and, and and the thing about his game is is nothing is exceptional about his game. He doesn't have anything about his game that is exceptional. His shootout ability? He doesn't have – well, yeah, it's pretty good, but I wouldn't say it's except, It's not enough to keep you on the team. Yeah. Right? Although the Canucks have played the most overtime and shootout yeah. games this year. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> I am, I think nothing about his game, though, is glaringly bad. You know? Like, I think Granlin, he's just one of those guys who – is pretty interchangeable, right? So for his season this year, I'm going to give him a C. Yeah, I think we know exactly what Marcus Granlin is. Yeah. And I think we have a few players like him on this team. Yeah. Uh, I guess he plays on the wings, so that's a little bit different. But, but here's the thing about him is he can play center too, yeah, right? I so th- this is the one thing that could save his job, really, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, so if he's going to be back next season, like I put here for for depth, maybe. But there are some other players right now that are looking to take that job. Yeah, I give him. Yeah, I give him a C as well. Okay. I agree with you. And should he be on the team next year? What do you think? I'd I'd ship him out. I You'd just because I think, like, if you want to go somewhere else, if you want to move this team forward, you yeah. need to make space for other players. Yeah, you need I, to make space. And I think we know what we got with this guy. Yeah, like so. what I think is I think he might be back just for some depth at center if we lose a, a bottom a bottom centerman. Like say Brandon Sutter leaves, right? Okay. One of the guys gets hurt, Granlin could maybe step in. Okay. But think, I'm I'm with you. I'm ready to move on. I think the judge has Although put what I will say about Marcus Granlin is over the last few seasons when the Canucks have needed to fill spots, he's played good enough. Right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. But we're going to miss the playoffs again. We're going to Yeah. We're going to uh probably lose one of these last two games meaning the Canucks are going to have 200 losses over the last four seasons. Yeah. Well, that's So you have to make changes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Next. You ready for it? I'm ready. Bo Horvat. Listen to these numbers, man. Bo Horvat has taken 1953 faceoffs. Sounds like a lot of face-offs. The second guy in the league is Alexander Barkov with 1,904. Third in the league is Ryan O'Reilly with 1,828. Mm. So the guy in third, Bo Horvat, has taken over 100 more face-offs than the guy in third. Bo Horvat's face-off percentage is 53.8%. That's not bad. That's pretty damn good. It's not bad at all. Bo has over 60 points with just a revolving door of wingers all season long. He scores clutch goals. He always shows up. He's a hell of a skater. The only thing I would say that I'm going to give as a knock against him is his role on the power play needs to be more defined so he can uh, so he can produce. Because that power play as a whole just needs to a complete overhaul, right? And if Bo starts producing on the power play, we have a player that we've needed on this team desperately he's a driver on this team he's shows leadership on the ice and i think off the ice too although i mean not not 100 percent sure on that but he takes a lot of face sauce and this this canucks team they have to have players like bo horvat on it and he's going to be a big part of their future going forward we all know that he's going to be the captain i think um and yeah i agree with you on the power play he's just recently kind of figured out how to be a net front presence i guess that's kind of what he has to be because he has to they like him digging the puck out from behind the net and stuff like that and i think he's was still getting used to that and yeah. the canucks power play as a whole has been awful this year so he has to share some blame in that um yeah i give him an a as well i'm with you i think he's been i didn't give him a letter grade yet oh well i give him an a i thought you said a already yeah. I'm uh, giving him an A too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think he's been everything you you're gonna ask from him. And I think I don't think his uh it's just gonna be his best point total. I think as soon as he figures it out on the power play, we're gonna see him jump up to the seventy to eighty point per game. Yeah, I agree. Per uh, season. Thing. He continually improves year on year, year on year, year on year. He's still young. Like Bo Horvat is everything that we've wanted out of him so far from when he first came into this league to continue on. And I love that about him. And I think he's ready to be captain of this team. Right. Okay. Moving on. Josh Levo. We got him for a trade with Michael Corcone. He scored his first goal on his first shot when he showed up. He's a good net front presence. 
and he's a utility guy who can play up and down the lineup. He can play top six. He can play bottom six. And he's done a lot to cement himself to come back next year. I think he should come back next year. The only detraction from his game is he's been on the power play. The power play hasn't clicked as well as we'd hope. Josh Levo is a guy who's shown he can get in front of the net. He's shown he can tip pucks. I think if he improves his ability to tip pucks and support the D a little bit more on the breakouts, he kind of cheats a little bit when exiting the zone. I think, you know, Josh Levo is going to cement himself on this team for a while. I give him a B plus, and I think he should come back next season. 18, uh, 18 points in uh, 46 games this year. I don't know how many of those have been with the Canucks, but he's definitely shown flashes at times, like really – Really, like a really good shot, which is, I I didn't expect that out of him at all. Like, uh, got him for nothing. Yes, I love how he moves up and down the lineup. I give him a B as well. Keep him. This is a guy that stays on this team because uh, he's a Ford. They don't have a lot of Fords that'll get in there and muck around, and he's yeah. one of them. So, yeah. I've, I've actually really liked the experimentation that um, Green has done lately with putting Levo down the lineup, playing with a guy like Gaudette as well. I think there could be something there. Him, Gaudet, and Spooner showed some chemistry. Uh, not the last game against the Sharks, but the game before that. Like, they they should have had a goal. Like, they played well enough to score at least one or two. Um, next player, I'm not going to take too much time on him. Zach McEwen, big body, plays hard. If he plays that way, he'll stick. He needs to have a good training camp. Um, he's only played four games. But I give him an incomplete because it's a really small sample size. But sure, sure. he could compete for a job. Sure, I'll give him an incomplete. All right. Tyler Mott leads the team in hits, kills penalties, good fourth-line energy guy. Those are my pluses. Minuses, his line needs to consistently night in, night out, bring a more intense forecheck than they have been bringing. They need to be more energetic, um, but I'm giving him a B on the season. Tyler Mott is a guy who nobody saw on this team at the beginning of the year. I think he's done enough to come back. Yeah, that was kind of a quiet trade by Jim Benning, which everybody hated, really. They yeah. traded uh, Thomas Vanek, and they got back Mott, yeah. which nobody was expecting anything out of Mott. And quite frankly, you need players like this, even on good teams. You know yeah. how good teams out there would love to have this guy on the fourth line? I think a lot of good teams would like to have him there. And I think the Canucks just have to be a good team before you really start appreciating Tyler Mott. Uh, Tyler Mott. I'm and with you. That's why I think... Yes, he has to come back. What are you giving him? I give him a B as well. I'm giving him a B, yeah. Sure. Um, is he back next season? I think he should be. And to me, ultimately, I think he's replaced Granlund. Okay. Even though Granlund plays wing and center, I think Tyler Mott now is the guy who should replace him. Okay. Uh, Tanner Pearson. We just talked about we him. We talked about him. Yeah. Since coming to the Canucks, he's putting up like consistent, like great second-line numbers, almost first-line totals. Coming to this team, he's found consistency with Horvat, which is great. They have chemistry. Um, the only knocks against him are he's traded twice this year, which isn't a good look. And it makes me wonder if he can keep it up over a full season next year. But since he's been here, I'm giving him a B plus. Yeah, I uh, I think, I, I mean, if you stretch out his numbers, uh, you know, with his play for the Canucks and kind of extrapolate it over what it would look like in an 82-game season, this guy's throwing. This guy's gonna score twenty-five to thirty goals. Yeah, and I think in a full season, and hopefully he, uh, you know, is back with his team next year and plays a second-line role with Bro- with Bo. That's what I'm hoping. Same. And I think, yeah, I think he comes back next year, and I've I've liked everything about him. So yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna give him an A then? Uh, yeah, I give him an A. Oh, yeah. all right. nice, nice work. Yeah. I'm giving him a B plus. All right. Yeah. Uh, Petey, I think this is obvious. Petey gets an A. He's going to be a rookie of the year this year. Petey's so. been fantastic. He's yeah. going to be a rookie of the year. The only minus to him is the power play. You know? Yeah. It's on everybody. Yeah. It's on everybody who's on that power play. That power play needs to improve. Yeah. So instead of an A+, Petey gets an A. Okay. I'll give him okay. an A as well. Uh, Antoine Roussel. Career year. Speed. Good leader. Edge to his game. Um, and hopefully he can pass some of this edge along to other younger players on this team who should play like him. I think he's been a good mentor, and part of that is leading by example. The only knock on Roussel for me is some of the penalties he takes are stupid. I that's, get it. That's what you get for this guy. I get this it, guy. yeah. If you're, if you're taking these stupid penalties and you're dragging a guy to the box with you more so than not, then it's not a big issue. Yeah. But 
for me, Antoine Roussel gets an A. What? Yeah. An A? An A. And I think he should be back next year. Wow. I think he's definitely is going to be back next year, obviously, um, because of his contract. And uh, yeah, he has he has a he has a place on this team. Uh, Thirty one points in sixty five games. Uh, I'll give him a B, I guess. I don't know if A. I don't know. I don't think there's anything about Antoine Roussel that I'd give an A to. Well, so. for the role he's in, did he surpass your expectations of him when he came in this he's, year? He's done exactly what I hoped. So he met your expectations. He's met ex- my expectations. So you're giving him a B. Yeah. He surpassed mine. Okay. Coming in with that conk at the beginning of the season, I was worried. And he's done a lot of great things. Okay. And his speed, like, I didn't realize that he had the speed and play. Make some of those backhand sauce passes that he made this year. Those are some of the nicest plays the Canucks have made all season. True. Right? True. Um, Tim Schaller, up next. His pluses. He's big. He can skate. Plays well against the Dallas Stars. Yeah. His minuses. He's been in the doghouse all season. He had a horrific start on this team. He never found his footing. Um, and it makes me wonder if in the future, would he be a better option than guys like Granlin, Mott, or Spooner? I'm not sure. He's just another guy. Yeah. I'm giving him a C minus. Yeah. I give him a C. C minus, sure. Yeah, um, it doesn't is, really matter. Is it worth bringing him back next year over a guy like Granlin? Or do you try and ship Tim Schaller after only one year of his contract? Uh, I think, uh, does he fit on a line with Mott on the fourth line? Does he fit there? That's the question. Yeah, it is if he, a question. If he fits there, then he, yeah, we'll keep him. Okay. Right? If he doesn't fit on that line, then Caputi. Caputi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Caputs. All right. I think I think like he's had one bad year. I think yeah. it might be okay to keep him and keep him on the team. Yeah. Um, you know, not necessarily play him every night, but maybe give him a second chance. And if he does start producing, you have a good option to maybe trade him then. I just think that in today's age in the NHL and you just if you're not gonna produce if you're not gonna produce offensively, then you have to be a damn good checker and you're gonna be on the fourth line. Yeah. So if he's not going to produce offensively, then he has to be good enough to be on that fourth line. But don't forget, that's what Tim Schaller was doing in Boston, and yeah. he was doing it on a much better team. But, like, they were hoping for him to come here and be a little more offensive than he was. I don't think he's that guy. I think they've realized that he's not that offensive guy. But, like, I, I do think that Schaller could play some role on this team next year. I'm not, like, I'm not going to throw him out yet. And I think if he does at least play well – it's better to ship him out at at like uh, when he's actually producing a little bit and maybe get something back for him than just try and cut bait with him, right? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, okay, which brings us to Ryan Spooner. He can pass. He's got great skating ability. I thought he was looking like he was finding his game a little bit before he got hurt. He had three assists in those last three games before he got hurt. Um Personally, I'd probably take a flyer on him over a guy like Granlin at this point. Um, he looks like a guy who could play on the third line for me. My only uh, minuses on him are his injury woes, which happened this season. He's been in the league for a while now, and his consistency moving forward. There was a point where Ryan Spooner in the NHL was a pretty effective player, and we haven't seen enough of it in his stint with the Canucks, but the stint has been short. So I'm going to give him a C-plus for what he's done here. And uh, do I think the Canucks should have him back next year? I'd bring him back into camp and have him fight for his spot. Yeah, maybe that, but I'm not a huge Ryan Spooner fan. I don't, like, he does get a few opportunities, which surprise me at times. Like, you're like, oh, wow, he's got a breakaway here. Yeah. Uh, And he can't finish. He's shown that he can't finish. And it's been a while in the NHL he's shown that he can't finish. So I, I I think he gets a C. Okay. And... If he's back fighting for a spot next year, that's fine. But if he wasn't on the team, I would not cry about it. All righty. Our final forward that we're getting to is Jake Vertanen. Mm-hmm. All right. For pluses, he's fast. He found his scoring touch when the Canucks were playing well. His production is actually really good for a bottom six player. He's still young. He's got a physical aspect to his game. Those are all things that Jake Furtanen can do on this team, and when he's playing well, you notice him on the ice. Injuries really derailed his year, I yeah. think. I, I think he was starting to get a little bit of momentum. Uh, yes, 
I think consistency is still an issue, but consistency is an issue with this entire team. It's just the way yeah. it is. The one thing about Jake Vertanen is he's kind of like a, an enigma on this team because, like, you look at him right now and you're like, yeah, he's putting up great numbers for a bottom six team. But, like, shouldn't he be in the top six, like, with where we drafted him and all this other stuff? Like, shouldn't he constantly be that guy who's making a case to be put up there mm-hmm. and that's like my biggest knock against him if he finds a way to be more consistent with the way he plays he could be a top six guy yeah right you and need I, players like him on this team because yeah. it, that's where the potential lies on this team guys yeah. like him yeah that's why guys I, like god dead if you're gonna take the next step these guys have to become really good nhl players yeah. and they both have i'm talking about him god they both have potential to do that. Yeah, yeah, and they've shown flashes in this. I mean, season. even if the even if the third line turned into something like Godet, Levo, and Vertanen. Jake Vertanen, that line could be like absolutely beastly on some nights, yeah. right? Like, yeah. and and that's the thing. I I think Jake is at his best when he's running a little hot. I think a guy like Roussel is a good mentor to him. He teaches him consistency. He teaches him when to you know fire up a little bit more. And that's my only knock on Jake is his his game needs a little more consistency. I'm giving him a B. And I think I could – I'm almost leaning towards a B plus because he really? really did have a good season. Yeah, he, he definitely had his moments. Uh, I think a B is right. Yeah. Pretty strong there. Yeah. I think anybody who wants to trade this guy is nuts. Yeah. Like, he's still young, and I think he should be back next year 100%. Yeah. Let's just – it's also in him what what's going to happen in the offseason. I feel like he can be as good as he wants to be. Yeah. I do. So, yeah. All right. Uh, we did miss a forward. You didn't want to Who talk did we miss? Brandon, Brandon Sutter. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I had Brandon Sutter written down. Um, yeah, I'm giving Brandon Sutter. He's a good leader on and off the ice. Those are his positives. His negatives are he's always injured. And I think Beagle and God, Godhead have make him, made him redundant. I feel like he has a few more negatives than that. Okay. Well, let's hear him. He can't pass the puck to save his life. Okay. Uh, he always misses the net. Uh, I don't think he's as good as penalty killers. You think he is, and I think he's <laughs> he's he's run his course. Like I I know what Brandon Sutter is. I and, think he's run his course too, man. And it's not and if he's going to be a third liner on a good NHL team, uh, they're not going to win anything. Art. He's run his course so hard with me that I skipped over him on these notes. <laughs> I had written things about him and I skipped over him. Okay, that's yeah. how invisible he is yeah. to me now on this team. They gotta, they gotta cut bait with. Sutter. Yeah, he's he's done. He's out. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean that season is an incomplete slash F. Sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, going to the D. Biega. Positives. Did everything he could to stay in the lineup this season. Can never fault his effort. Beat out some other competition to stay where he is in this lineup right now. And I think his biggest weapon is he has a sneaky shot that gets through. He is probably our best shooter from the point right now, which is kind of sad at the same time, but his shot does get through. Yeah, I guess so. But still, he probably has like three shots in the last two <laughs> games. So um, The okay. biggest minuses with me is when he makes a mistake, it's a big mistake. Yeah, And um, he can be a bit jumpy when he's skating the puck out of his own on this breakout. Yeah, he's a try hard. That's what I give yeah. to him. And he's been trying hard, and he's been really has been playing over the playing over his head, I think, a little bit even over the last so little bit. What do you give him? I give him a, I give him a B. You give him I'm giving him a B plus, man. B plus. Yeah. Wow. For for what we expected out of this guy, I think he surpassed expectations. Okay. Yeah. Um Alex Edler. You ready for this one? Yeah. Okay, we might disagree on this one. Okay. I think he's a horse when he's in the lineup. Yeah. He eats the minutes. Yeah. He matches the top lines night in, night out. I'm very happy that he's scoring goals again. He's found some of his scoring touch, which he hasn't had like the past three seasons. Yeah. He's actually putting him in the back of the net, which is great. My biggest minuses are the injuries. He's injury prone. And everything, absolutely everything he does on the power play is telegraphed. And it bugs the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. He's hitting shin pads. His wind-up takes half an hour. That fucking drop pass. He's got to get the hell out of here. Um, and he's just as responsible on this power play suffering as everybody else on this fucking power play. Which, in my opinion, cost us a shot at the playoffs. It really did. Okay. 
So, what are you giving Alex Edler? Alex Edler has exceeded my expectations this year. I hated his game last year. I thought he yeah. took 75% of the year off last year, <laughs> and he drove me up the wall. I was ready to ship him out. I was ready to, like, don't let the door kick you on your ass out. And then here he is. Oh, lo and behold, it is contract season. It's time for me to get in the good books with the guys upstairs, so I'm going to play hard and be good. And, yes, he's been really good this year. He's led the back end in scoring on this team, 31 points in 53 games. Yes, injuries have been a problem. That's always really been the case with Alex Edler. He's by and far, really, their best, you know, all-around defenseman. Um I uh, I can't really say a whole lot of bad things about give him, him except a for the power play. Art. I give him an A. He's giving him an A. Yeah, I Holy gave him an A this moly. year. Yeah, no way, yeah. man. I had him at a B plus, so I mean we were pretty close, but I chopped him down a bit just because this fucking power play it yeah. costs us a season, yeah. right? And if you're quarterbacking that thing, you got to be better. So Alex Edler to me gets a B. Cut. Should he be back next season? It all depends on this contract negotiation and how long he wants to be here. I think they really don't have much of a choice but to re-sign him. That's just it, and I'm worried. I'm worried that he's going to come back and be Mr. 75% again. Do you think he's coming back? Yes, I do think he's coming back. What do you think his contract's going to look like? I how think, many years? I think they're going to give him at least four years. Four years? Yeah, and it'll be five, five and a half per year. Do you think he's getting anything that could hamper us? During the Seattle expansion, do you think they'll even remotely go there? Because if they do go there, that's like a no trade. That's like a no trade clause. Yeah. You think he's going to get one? Yeah, I do. Fuck. <laughs> I think he's going to get whatever he wants because I don't, what a good uh, year he's I don't want to see that, man. Like, I know. If, if, I know. If, I know. If they're going to give him something that mortgages this future with us using it, losing a young player to Seattle, I don't want him back. Right. I don't. Yeah. But... Do I think he should be back next season? And do I see him back next season? I do. That's fucking scary. I'm scared now. You got me worried. (laughs) All right, moving on. Quinn Hughes. Mm. Positives. Incomplete. He looks as advertised. I can't wait to see him play full season. I can't wait to see him on the first unit power play. I can't wait to see more three-on-three with him and Besser and Petey out on the ice. Everything about his game looks great. He gets an incomplete because we haven't haven't seen enough, but the future looks bright. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And we just we just haven't seen enough, so we can't really give him a, a grade, one hundred percent. But he looks awesome, and it's exciting to have him in the lineup. Clearly, Ben Hutton. Positives. I thought he had a really good bounce back season for last year. He's in Green's doghouse. He came back as one of the more solid options on the back end all year long. I think moving forward on this team, he's easily a second or third pairing guy. We should not get rid of him. I think we have something in this guy that uh, is consistent enough to move forward with. The only question, only minus about his game that I have is, is there any offensive there? Any offense there? And and I'm almost at the point now where maybe maybe there isn't. Yeah, right? I, I agree with you on the maybe there isn't any offensive ability there. That would really be the icing on the cake for this player because I be. love everything else that he's brought this year. And quite frankly, I wasn't even sure he was going to make the lineup. I didn't so either. My expectations, he's blowing away my expectations because here's a guy that's pulling over 20 minutes a night now. Do you think the Canucks And he's should, doing it confidently. Do you think the Canucks should sell high on Ben Hunt? Maybe. Maybe. But again, you have to fill those minutes somehow, and I don't know how else they're going to fill those minutes. Yeah, when team. you look around the league yeah. and you look at free agent defensemen coming – off of this season, age-wise and skill-wise, is there anybody in that department other than, like, the obvious one that jumps off the page to everybody in Eric Carlson? Is there anybody else who can do a better job than Ben Hutton for less money and... Not for less money. Yeah, right? Not for less I, money. I, and that's the thing is, like, he, you might be able to get something if you ship him, but he, to me, I think you got to keep him. Yeah, I agree. I think he's earned his self another another season here with this um team. and what what would you give him i give him an a yeah yeah i'm giving him i'm giving him giving him a b okay yeah that's I'd like because to, of lack of the lack i'd of like offense. to see some offense there okay yeah. but i wasn't expecting that anyway yeah. so that's why i give him an a this is based on our own expectations of the player right yeah that's yeah. we're i mean well our expectations and as well as like 
overall expectations, I think, out of Canucks land. I'm I think glad, you and I get a pretty good read on that. I'm glad we've made that clear 45% into the uh, no, I said it. I said it at the podcast. beginning, Art. You weren't listening. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad I'm clear with that. 40, uh, 45 minutes into this podcast. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you think he's back next year? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Moving forward, Derek Pouliot. No, let's not talk about him. He's off the team. Fuck okay. that guy. Fuck that guy. All right. He's completely off the team. Yeah. Fuck that guy. According to Art, yeah. I also agree. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Sorry, Pouliot, but you're gone. Yeah. You had so much rope <laughs> so much, on this team when you came in and you went through it all like a fucking bat out of hell. Does he have blackmail on Travis Green? I was starting to think that for a little while. Jesus, though. right? Yeah. Okay, so he's gone. He gets an F. Ashton Sautner, uh, positives. I think he's solid, solid call-up. Did exactly what was asked from him. This game isn't flashy, but I think Ashton Sautner is one of these guys who came up as a D, D call-up that should be totally proud of himself for what he's done here when he came. He's answered the bell completely. Nobody's expecting this guy to be a top uh, two-pairing guy. Everybody's thinking that he could probably come in and slot in the third pairing or be a depth defenseman. I think Ashton Sautner is going to make a case for himself to be that guy moving forward, um, and I would give him a B plus. Okay. He's really B plus. Yeah. I was just going to give him an incomplete because I don't really know. Much okay. about him. Yeah. He's been fine. Uh, he's been a solid call up. Didn't make any mistakes while he was here. Exactly. Which is pretty cool. So, yeah, sure. Back next year? Yeah, back next year. Okay. Absolutely. Luke Shen. Okay, this guy's really interesting. He's been the talk of Canuckland for a little while here. Yeah. He's gotten, you know, to play with Quinn Hughes. But even before that, he was doing everything we wanted Erica Branson to do just yes. get the puck out of the zone and be a physical presence. And. This kid is this guy. I can't call him a kid anymore. This guy has done everything possible to stay in the lineup. Every like everything that he that you expect from him to stay in the lineup. He's done more, yeah. I would say. Yeah, okay, like sure. he's he's come into the lineup, and he's like everybody wanted him to be a physical guy, play well on his own end, not create any turnovers or anything like that. Nobody saw his physical game being as good as it has been. Yeah. It has been great. Yeah. And honestly, he has stuck up for his teammates better than a guy like Good Branson. Well, he fought has, Haley, Haley right? from the Sharks uh, just in this past game, and yeah, that's uh, that's that's taking on the big boys. So those are I, those were my positives for him as well. Yeah, uh, he, and I'm he, completely happy with everything that he's done. Right. Um, negatives. The only thing I can think of is consistency over 82 games. Yeah, can he do that? Right. Yeah. He was in the A for a reason when we got him. Yeah. Can he come back to this team next year and show that he's going to be that guy in a full uh, regular season? Yeah, who knows? What would you give Luke Shen? Uh, from what I've seen, I have to give him an A, but, um, yeah, it's it's not really long enough. Art Aronson so. doling out the A's like they're candy. I am giving Luke Shen a B plus. Okay. He's played very well, but, again, it's a smaller sample size. Yep. Troy Stetcher. Oh, yeah. Love this guy. Love this guy. Yeah. We Uns- both we both love this guy. He's my unsung hero this year. Yeah. He is. He's 100% my unsung hero. I just think he's like the, he's the Swiss Army knife back there. He can do everything, you yeah. know. If you put him on the power play, he'll do his best. If you need him to kill a penalty, he'll kill a penalty. He can get the puck up the zone. He battles on every single guy. He never lets a guy get by him without at least putting his body on him whether the guy out physically matches him because he's a little smaller. He he's just oh he's like the, the little engine that could. He constantly is working. And that's the only knock against Setter in my opinion is he just has trouble containing some of the bigger bodies in the NHL. Nathan McKinnon barreling down on you. What are you going to do? Nathan McKinnon's going to get around most guys. Yeah. But on Stetcher, it's going to be a little harder for him to contain him, right? And and with a guy like Stetcher in the lineup moving forward and a guy like Quinn in the lineup moving forward. The question is, is that a liability? I don't I don't have the answer to that if yet. If he's a third-line pairing yeah. defenseman, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. I agree. And right now he's having to pay like top-flight minutes. He has to be a top-two defenseman, yeah. which may be a little bit out of his range, but he's doing everything he can to, yeah. to, do, to, to fill it. You know? I, I think this guy should get an A. Yeah. consistently i think he should be an assistant captain on this team um moving forward i think he should consistently have it on his chest there i think he's a leader um everything he says after games is i think heard in the room like he's an understated guy but whenever he's talking he always just gets to the point and i love that about 
Troy Stetcher. 23 points in 76 games, and he's a team-high plus 12 yeah. on the year. On so a that, minus team. On a minus team. The next closest guy to him, Alex Edler at plus 6. That's uh, that's. There right. you go. I tell what you are you giving day. Troy Stetcher? Yeah, he gets an A, 100%. Yeah. I am yep. giving Troy Stetcher yep. an A as well. And hell yeah, he's back next year. Yeah. Uh, Chris Tanev. When healthy, horse of a player, does everything well, especially in his own end. The only knocks against Chris Tanev are he's never healthy and he has no offense in his game. Unfortunately, that's huge because if you're not massive. in the lineup, if you're not in the lineup and you're supposed to be a top two guy, yeah. Unfortunately, he's a top two guy on this team. Yeah. Uh, it's not good enough. So he really, it's been a tough season for him. For me, I you, you expect a lot more from him. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. what are you giving him? Uh, C, C. Yeah, I'm giving him a C minus because he's that important to this team. He is that important. And if you're not in the lineup, then sorry. Yeah. You can't yeah. give him a failing grade because of the fact that when he is playing, he plays well. Yeah. But it might be time for the Canucks to move on from Chris Tanev. If you can get anything for him, then I think, yeah, you have to. Yeah. And that sucks. It's kind of sad. Yeah, it, it is, is kind of sad. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Because he's it, – it's weird because, I mean, we've talked about other guys in this podcast alone, like a guy like Sven Berchi who's had the concussion problems and everything. He gets an incomplete grade. But with Tanev, I, I honestly think this, the C-minus fits for him because of what has happened over so many seasons. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree okay. with you. And was, we kind of know what he is now at this okay. point. Yeah. Um, the only other two D-men just quickly touch on are Josh Tevez and Guillaume Breezeball. We've only seen Tevez in for one game, so we haven't seen enough. We haven't seen much of Guillaume Breezeball either, but when he did play, he was okay. Um, both these guys I am giving incompletes on, but I think both these guys are com- going to compete for spots next year, and I'm happy about that. It's good to see these guys come in on the back end just to drive some competition. And if they're both in Utica, no biggie, right? Yeah, and I agree with uh, both guys. I, I need to see a little bit more from from Tevez and Breezewall, to be yeah. honest with you. I, I, I got to give me incompletes. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. Yeah. Okay, um, Thatcher Demko in net. Mm-hmm. I thought he was shaky in his first few starts. Uh, and I always and I and I said this a few times when I'm watching him. I was like, this guy just needs some run. He he needs to get confident at this level, and that means starting three or four games in a row, no matter what happens, right? Interesting. And, and which was tough because the Canucks were in a spot to try and make the playoffs. And yeah. You couldn't do that, right? You yeah. had to go with uh, with how good Jacob Markstrom has been playing this year, and uh, I think Demko is in a good spot where he is as the backup for this team but I do feel like he needs a little more run and he he has he has the potential to be a solid goaltender in this league I believe that so for my positives on Thatcher I said he gets better every game he plays he does get better and I, I think he I does. truly yeah. believe that yeah that's um, huge that's huge the only minus is you just touched on it he needs more games he needs a run and the only thing in the back of my mind is our injuries still going to be a thing with this guy moving forward yeah yeah, maybe. I, it's interesting. I've had a few people text me, comment, and ask if uh, if I thought or if I was worried that maybe Demko is not an NHL goalie. Like, scouts have said to other people that they don't think he's an NHL goalie. Yeah. Have you heard that? Have you yeah, seen that? but I, I think the injuries were a thing that w- yeah. was holding him back, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he's another guy who got concussed at the beginning of the season, right? Yeah. Like, that that's not a small thing for a goaltender. Yeah to get through yeah. and it looks like he's gotten through and it looks like he's performing now yeah he's had surgeries already yeah that's true right like he's he's a guy who he's not going to be a top flight prospect like Corey schneider that's probably not well those things happen. have marred the fact they have marred that on him as just being a prospect alone yeah doesn't mean he can't turn into a great player yeah doesn't mean that now if he starts playing well he can't surpass the expectations of him right and i think thatcher has the potential to do that all this being said, I'm giving him an incomplete because we haven't seen enough. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I'm okay with giving him an incomplete. I was going to give him like a B- minus is probably okay. what I was going to give him. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, which brings us to last but most certainly not least, Jacob Markstrom. Yeah, this guy uh, to me is the team's MVP this year. I agree. Uh, he's been a rock since, I guess, November. He has been the best player every night on this team, pretty much. And he's given them a chance to win every single game, which uh, did we expect that from him after no. last year? Dude, something has clicked with Marky. Like, something has changed 
in the way in his approach or something like that where that guy's just so incredibly dialed now he gives us a chance to win night in night out people and i think that's are, amazing yeah people are writing about him saying he's turned into an elite goaltender he did for this season yeah did he not he has a save percentage of 913 and 2.76 which isn't like knock you out of the park type numbers but Seeing the type of saves he makes every night. And the team in front of him. And the team in front of him. Right? The defense in front of him. Yeah. (laughs) Like when Alex Biega and Troy Stetcher are getting like the most minutes in front of you, like, and no offense to either of them, but come on, it's not like you got, you know, it's not Chris Pronger in front of you. you Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's, he gets an A, A plus for me. It's, and I think it's pretty clear every night. Um, He's the only A plus I'm giving on the entire roster. Yeah. But I think Jacob Markstrom, and I agree with you, the MVP of this team, um, the only minus I will give is just with the offseason contract looming and an offseason happening, is this the type of goalie who's going to bring this game back into next season? Do you re-up the contract over the summer, or do you wait a little bit into next season to see if this consistency goes moving forward? We've seen in the NHL so many times, right? You've seen uh, Anderson... Um, on what's it called there on Ottawa, right? He had an unreal season, came back the next year, wasn't as good. You've seen a guy like Dubnik do it in Minnesota, had an unreal season, came back the next year, was okay. You've seen Mike Smith have like one of the best goaltending seasons ever, and he came back and he hasn't even been near that ever again. I, I always worry about when a goalie gets hot for one year, um, if that consistency is going to come back. Yeah. And and that's why I would is wait. Is it a volatile position? I don't know in I, that way. I would wait on the contract. Well, really? so many things can fuck with your head, right? It it can even be the guy chasing you, yeah. right? Like a guy like Demko coming coming and pushing him. You have a couple bad starts. It's going to mess with your confidence. And I think yeah. a big part of goaltending is confidence. I um, think it all matters in the numbers, I guess. Like what uh, these agents wanting, what he wants, and what the team wants. I would wait until next season to get that contract. Okay. Uh, to give it to him. It's interesting that you don't want to give it to him just yet, even after an A-plus season. What yeah. about you? It's one season. <sighs> yeah, it is just one season. I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough decision to make. I I think it really depends. Art's really rubbing depends. his head like he's yeah. in charge of this decision, like he's got the money to hand out. Yeah, I, it's a tough decision, man. I, yeah. I like, if he's, like, if it's going to make him, like, I don't really know Jacob Markstrom the person. If that makes him, like, push harder over the offseason to, you know, fulfill this contract that he's about to get, great. But if it's like, oh, let's take a deep breath. I just got a big contract. I earned that. And you don't know about that about any NHL, any any yeah. professional athlete. You just don't know. So maybe err on the side of caution and wait a little bit into next year, like you say. So maybe I'm talking myself into that. I don't, know. I don't want to answer that question. He doesn't want to answer it yet. Are you going to answer it next week? Never. Never. You're never going to get this answer I from Arn Aronson. Nope. Someone else Goal is going to make that decision. good moving yeah. forward for this team, though, does it not? It does look good. Yep. That's a great, great positive for this team overall. Should we give Marks? After the Luongo and Schneider fiasco, yes. Because there was a, a lot of negative negativity around the goaltending in Vancouver after that fiasco. Question. Should we give Marks to the coaching staff as a whole? Sure. Yep. What would you give them? Uh, i give them a B. Uh, they're a lot better than I think a lot of people expected. Uh, yes, the power play hasn't been great, but I think Green's, uh, you know, with just about everybody uh, that has been, that were that was on the cut line, you know, like whether they should be on this team or not, they've all gotten better over the offseason. I think that says a lot to the coaching. Um, so I give, him a, I give him a B, yeah. I'm going to give him a C plus. I think Green has a very good pension for coaching the individual. There's a lot of players here that we've seen that have come in as kind of reclamation projects, and he's gotten more out of them than a lot of people probably thought, right? I think that's a very strong thing for him. I think he has a good culture in the room. I think um, he knows how to start goalies and get the most out of his goaltending. The only major, major, major knock is the power play, and that power play is enough to knock it down to a C for me. Really? Yeah. Even though, even though the, that's oh, me. Uh, even though uh, the team has uh, far outplayed its expectations. Yes. Maybe not your expectations. Yes, because the power play has been abysmal. All right. It's been that bad. All right. 
fine. Good. Uh, the Canucks seven three and one in their last eleven games. Kirby. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? Pretty good. Here, two games remaining on the schedule at Nashville tomorrow night, and then at St. Louis Saturday night. Yeah, that's it, man. Then that's the playoff it. start. Then the playoffs start. Yeah. Anything else you want to do on this podcast? Nope. You look tired. I am tired. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for keeping it up, Curb. No worries, buddy. Yeah. See you next week. <laughs> Where can we find you, Caleb? You can find me at Curbman23 on Twitter. You can reach us with an email at betweenthestammers at gmail.com. Art? At Art Aronson. Uh, find us wherever you find podcasts, uh, Apple Apple Podcasts is a nice place to find us. Really easy. Just click subscribe, rate, review, all that crap. See you next week.